Our lesson today is from Isaiah chapter 9. But there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness On them, light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time onwards and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of our Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. The people who walked in darkness. You almost want to stop right there, or at least that's how I felt on Thursday afternoon when I was trying to write this sermon, and I looked out at the gray sky that I think covered our land for last week entirely, right? And I thought, oh yeah, Isaiah, the people walked in darkness. You don't have to tell me. But thanks be to God that the sun came out yesterday, and I think every person I've talked to today has been relishing in that light that is shining on us today. I was thinking that Isaiah might have started this passage talking to a group of Minnesotans on the cusp of winter. The people walked in darkness. Yes, Isaiah, we know it. We go to work in the dark, we come home in the dark, and if you have a dog waiting for you at home like I do... We are walking in darkness, are we not? Oh, brown on the ground, dark in the sky. We know about darkness. Of course, that's literal darkness. I would say we experience darkness in other ways right now, too. If you turn on the radio or the news, darkness. Yet another shooting in California And aren't we still reeling from the one just two weeks ago at the church in Texas? Darkness. And it almost seems as if that tragedy in Vegas was so long ago because our news has been so bleak lately. Darkness. And I'm not even going to go into the natural disasters of the fall. We could say it together. Darkness. It's here. It's enough to want to throw your hands up in the air and say, we get it, Isaiah, you don't have to explain darkness anymore, gloom and doom, Mm mm-hmm. And even our kids know it. 
Brian asked the Wham kids last week about a time that they've experienced darkness. Now, he did it while they were sitting in a dark room with a candle, and one kid goes, well, I think this is it. (laughs) Yes. Some kids named Halloween as dark, which I totally get, or playing night games. But then Brian pushed them a little bit and said, well, what about dark times? And one of the kids said, well, when someone we love dies... And the other kids nodded, yep, that's darkness. Not the darkness we see with our eyes, but the darkness we feel in our hearts. And most of us don't have to think too long or too hard to remember a dark time in our own lives. But thankfully, the prophet Isaiah does not leave us in the dark. Isaiah doesn't say the people walked in darkness, period, but he thankfully goes on. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. On them light has shined. And you almost need to be intentionally slow right there. Isaiah is giving us words of hope, words of promise, words from God. Words that I know I desperately need to hear right now because it is so easy to focus on the darkness. It's so easy to just pay attention to the pain and the gloom and doom and fail to see the hope. But that is exactly what Isaiah is giving us this morning. He is reminding us that in the midst of the darkness of our lives or in the world, that God comes to us in a different way. God comes to us with a message of hope, a message of comfort, a message of love, a message of light. Now, I'm not one who's particularly well known for being awesome at grammar. I have an English major husband who has, like, reinforced that truth throughout my life. And for many papers he's corrected throughout college and seminary, I have never mastered the comma. And I will confess to that. So I'm about to try to do some grammatical explanation. So say a little prayer and bear with me. In our passage today, Isaiah does not say the people who walked in darkness saw a great light. He doesn't say the people who walked in darkness see a great light. But he says the people who walked in darkness have seen. And I don't know why, but for some reason that captured my attention. I was like, have seen? Now, I've taken like Greek and Hebrew and French and Spanish, and I was like, this is a special type of verb. What type? I don't know. So for all my language professors of the past, I'm sorry, I just didn't remember. But thanks be to Google, you can figure it out. So I put this in Google, and I was like, what kind of verb is have seen? And Google said, that, Joanna, it didn't say that, is a present perfect verb. Now, we had some language teachers in the first service who were nodding, and then confirmed that Google gave me the right explanation, so I was really happy about that. So a present perfect verb, if you don't know it, and I didn't, but Google does, is a verb that starts in the past and continues into the future. 
So it's something that started happening and might have stopped, or it might be still going on today, but it takes place for a really long period of time. Such a long period of time that it's not worth saying it happened in the past, but instead it's ongoing. So I got all excited about this grammatical idea. And so Pastor Scott stopped by my office, and he is over preaching at Oak Grove on the same passage. And I said, did you know that Isaiah was using a present perfect verb? And he said, I did. And I thought, wow, you're just as nerdy as I am. And then he said, in fact, I was reading that this have seen a great light could be compared to like a train in the distance. That that light that they see is shining out far, far away, and they can see it, but it might not yet be upon them. And we both got really, really excited, and we realized we were both theological nerds, if not grammatical ones. And I started to think about this. That train in the distance, that light that shines in the darkness that we can see, and the ways that I've experienced that in my own life and through the people of faith that I know. More often than not, when something dark is happening in someone's life or in the world, all of the sudden light starts to shine in different places. It pops up. And all of a sudden, that light has shined on you or on you. And then suddenly, you start to bear that light for one another. So one of the great things about being a part of a faith community is that when I'm feeling down and I sit and talk to one of you, you'll tell me a story about a difficulty or dark time. And the next thing I know, you're bearing the light of God. I can see that light has shined That light has been there, just as Isaiah promised. That light indeed brings hope into our world. And that is exactly what Isaiah wants us to be reminded of today. Because it's easy to look at those places of despair and feel as if we should give up. But there's something powerful in people gathering together and lighting candles, which seem insignificant, but they are indeed being bearers of God's light, God's love, and reminders of the hope that we all have the capacity to bring. God reminds us in this passage that God will bring the light through unexpected places and unexpected ways. Through a baby, which we as Christians have come to expect. It doesn't sound radical anymore. And yet if you think about how long you have to wait for a baby to do something important, it does indeed seem radical. The hope for our world rests on that promise of this child who will be born for us. And in some ways it seems weird to be talking about the baby Jesus even before we entered Advent, a whole month before Christmas. But I'm convinced that if the retail stores can do it, by George, we can too. So we'll talk about that baby. Because when it comes to living in darkness, we don't need to wait for the right time to be reminded of the hope that our world so desperately needs. The hope that God is bringing into our lives. 
This past week, I was invited to a Bible study by a member of this congregation, but it was one I've never led before. It was outside the congregation, and so I opened it using this passage, and I said, tell me about a dark time in your life. Unlike the kids, however, they didn't name any literal darknesses. They all talked about a moment in time where their life was hard, difficult, broken relationships, people who they loved died, illnesses that they went through. Person after person would tell their story. And as I listened, the one thing I noticed is that none of the women stopped their story in the dark. Every single person who told their story of darkness continued on until they started to tell me what turned the corner for them. They turned those stories of darkness into stories of light, stories of hope. One woman said, someone invited me to church and that was what changed everything. Another said, I started to pray and give it all over to God. And a third woman said, if I didn't have my faith, I don't know how I would have made it through. They pointed to our God who saves, who brings comfort and hope in the midst of the darkness. And they said, God didn't take away the pain I was feeling. And yet in small ways, God showed up and helped me get through it. And that's exactly what God does for you and for me today. And it continues that we remember that the light has been seen. The light has shined, not only in the past, but it continues to this day. God will shine light through the promise of Jesus, that vulnerable baby who will be born, who will live, and who will die, and who continues to shine his light, his hope into our world. Thanks be to God. Amen.